0: Rose crosses over the fadeaway. Let me step back and kiss myself. Oh
1: my gosh, MVP you the City Assassin does it again. Rose trying to get open,
0: fires away. Fire! It's over! The Bulls win at the
1: buzzer! Live from downtown Chicago, you're listening to Radio DePaul
0: Sports, the student voice of your DePaul Blue Demons. Hi guys, welcome to Pick 6 Nation. This is episode three, and my guest for today is Jake Kaufman. And Jake, thank you for coming on.
1: Hey, thanks for having me, Mike. Glad I could help.
0: No problem, man. I appreciate the help a lot. Anyway, the topics that we're gonna talk about today are the week, the takeaways from week two of the NFL, the Dolphins, Jaguars takeaways, the injury report for week three, the preview of the upcoming NFL games on Sunday and Monday, the death of Gail Sayers and James White's dad's death.
1: All right. Sounds like it's going to be a great episode.
0: Yes, I think it will be. All right, let's start with what are your takeaways for week two of the NFL?
1: Well, for starters, we saw a lot of great players go down. We saw Saquon against the Bears, Terry's ACL. We saw multiple 49ers yeah. players on the defensive line. Solomon Thomas and Nick Bosa both tear their ACLs. Two of their running backs, Tevin Coleman and Raheem Mostert, have knee injuries. That was just a crazy game. Like, I'm surprised that the field conditions, like they actually said that they were good enough to play with multiple guys getting knee injuries. That really surprised me.
0: Yeah, that really sucks about the injuries. Though there's been a lot of injuries. Yeah, really, really unfortunate stuff.
1: I think uh, what is one of the factors has been definitely with no preseason, I do understand why the NFL chose not to do a preseason, but it does help them to at least get their legs warm a little bit. And to get like, you know, just make sure that the legs are churning instead of week one. That's the first time you've been running the football for the first time since many of those guys that went down, they haven't played since February or even December when this regular season ended.
0: Yeah, yeah, totally. I totally see what you're saying. It's It's been like a different year because of the no preseason.
1: Yes, it has. And we're starting to see some of the consequences of it. Some guys aren't putting up the numbers that we're used to. Like, I'm going to look at Derrick Henry. Look, he has 56 carries, 200 yards. He's averaging 3.6 yards per carry, and yet he's the second or third leading rusher in the league. He's still getting his touches, but he's not producing the numbers that we saw last year with him getting the rushing title. We're seeing... Some guys breaking off big runs, like Aaron Jones. Looks like he's still back to his old self from last year. looks like last year wasn't a fluke. And Stefan Diggs is actually turning out great for Josh Allen. We're seeing Josh Allen. It looks like he'll have a career year this year. I'm really yeah. excited for him in Buffalo, for
0: sure. Yeah, Buffalo has been really good with Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. And, <laughs> yeah, that team is really solid.
1: Especially with the weaker – New England Patriots. This could be the first time that we've seen in over a decade somebody besides New England win the NFC. I'm sorry, AFC East, and it should be fun. Cam is playing great. Good for him to come back from the knee injury. Our yeah. obs- I think for him, he's my comeback player of the year. I'm I'm saying it now. Comeback player of the year is Cam Newton.
0: Yeah, I feel you there. I would I would say... I would also say Cam Newton for Comeback Player of the Year. The key is he has to stay healthy. I think with the Bill
1: Belichick offense, like I'm sorry for the loss like how we mentioned with James White, but he has weapons that probably are better. He doesn't have somebody like McCaffrey in New England, but he has Julian Edelman. He has a nice young group of receivers. He has a great offensive line right in front of him. He's got defense that when the offense can keep them off the field, even with uh, many of the guys either opting out or signing elsewhere for the, for this season, there's still an elite defense. That's right, half a battle right. for him, which is something he hasn't had since their Super Bowl run. He's had a defense that if he could keep the offense on the field, the defense will make sure that they have an opportunity to win that game.
0: Right. Right. Do you have any other takeaways from week two? Hmm. I guess uh, definitely got to give a
1: shout out to the Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders. Kudos to them for beating Drew Brees in their brand new Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. So I'm pretty sure the city of Nevada and the city of Oakland, all the loyal fans who are still in Oakland and the new fans in Vegas, they're happy. This is a good enough, great season start for the Raiders and a nice way to open up their brand new home in Las Vegas with the first ever win against a tough Saints team. And Drew Brees – He's starting to, I think he's starting to show a little bit of age. Like he's not making as much reads. Like I know he was without Michael Thomas on Monday night, but even still, you still have Emmanuel Sanders, Jared Cook, Alvin Kamara, Latavius Murray as his two backs. And he looked like he was sputtering out of control at times during that game. I think the age is starting to hit Breeze. He isn't somebody like Brady who could probably play until 45. I thought it was ridiculous with that comment, but. Brady's proving me wrong. I think I could see him playing 44, 45 years old and still starting in the NFL. Yeah, I don't know about Brees. But I think we're starting to see the slow decline of Drew Brees' his magical career.
0: Yeah, I agree. Is there anything else you want to say about Week Two? Nah, I think like we hit probably the main stuff. Yeah. All right. Now we should go into the Dolphins Jaguars. Game. What do you what do you take away from that game? Oh, what I gotta take away from that game? Fitz magic, man.
1: Yes. Fitz magic, man. Ryan that, Fitzpatrick is great. I am just amazed at him. Good for him. I mean, he's accepted at some point to a tug of Iloa is definitely the future of the Miami Dolphins, but he's just enjoying the ride. And what makes it great about him, what I really like about Ryan Fitzpatrick, that just shows him as a character. He's willing to answer any questions for Tua. Tua ask him so many questions. He's willing to help him out. This is a man that's at the end of his career. He's played 14 years in the NFL. He's got a young, nice young rookie from Alabama right behind him, a lefty quarterback, who's probably going to be one of the great best lefty quarterbacks that, could ever, that have ever played in the NFL with his potential. He's got a great weapons down there. And look at him. He's just enjoying the moment. That's, I think, is great about Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's found a great home in Miami to hopefully end his career. And he'll see, he will know at some point, he's going to hand that offense over to Tua. Yeah. And that Tua will bring wonders to Miami.
0: Yeah. I I agree with you there. I really do agree with you there. And I was really
1: surprised with that defense holding off Gardner and Minshew. Minshew couldn't even find anybody in the end zone. Threw a pick at the end. Yeah. Like I don't know what's wrong with Gardner. He just couldn't find anything against that Miami defense. And another guy, another takeaway, James Robinson from Illinois State, an undrafted Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: That was the guy that I was thinking of. I was like, <laughs> yeah, he was, he was good too. He was,
1: he was pretty good. I saw him play in high school. I happened to, my varsity team happened to take him on. I took on their JV squad. We saw him play his senior year at Rockford Lutheran. So I've been a fan of him ever since. Good for him! Like, look at him—two touchdowns on the ground, forty-six yards, and eighty yards through the air. I think they yeah, found the for replacement yeah, for. for sure. I think they found the replacement for Leonard Fournette. Him and Gardner Minshew will be great, but it's just Gardner needs to make some better reads. I don't know what happened to him on Thursday night. I'm pretty sure many people had Jacksonville winning that game. Yeah, I, I had
0: Jacksonville winning that one as well.
1: And we actually got to see Miami completely blow them out and a defense of last year we saw many people making jokes about that defense like you'd have to be crazy to pick Miami to win a game last year <laughs> I remember
0: when Miami had traded Minka Fitzpatrick to the Steelers <laughs> I think a lot of people got on Miami for that that trade
1: that one I don't understand why. You trade a franchise player. I mean, sure, you got multiple first-round picks, but look at what they did that entire offseason. They trade Larry Tunsell and Kenny Stills to Houston. Yeah. And then you're just basically tank for Tua, I guess, which in a way it did work. You got Tua at five instead of one. So I guess the tanking for Tua did actually work in the end.
0: Yeah. And you could win some games for them. Yes. Is there – Anything else you want to talk about for the Dolphins, Jaguars? No, I don't think so. It was just a crazy game.
1: Just a great game. Crazy to see Miami win, and it looks like Fitzmagic is here to stay.
0: All right. um, I think now we should go to the injury report for week three. Let me pull up the injury report. um, Here's the injury report. Yeah, we've
1: We've known about McCaffrey. McCaffrey. Sad to see him down for definitely Carolina.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Especially as explosive with Mike Dinkoff, Cohen and himself, and he was cut halfway into the year because it started to become a healthy scratch, and the Bears didn't need him anymore.
0: Right, right. Right. And I
1: just remember this story breaking with uh, A.J. Terrell with the first ever player that will miss a game this year because of COVID-19. And I hope that the Bears in Atlanta, we don't see any uh, widespread cases as they take the field Sunday. So that's definitely something to look for, look out for.
0: Yeah, right. It's really, really unfortunate stuff right there.
1: Yep. It's scary.
0: It's yeah, scary. It's really like scary.
1: You we saw during the MLB season somebody like the Cardinals and the Dolph I'm sorry the Marlins a couple of guys go out and break protocol they cause an x they cause an outbreak inside their organization that's what really scares me about this first guy getting a case we could see it possibly spread or we could just see it's so like you know one guy and no no other cases but I'm really I'm really worried that this is the ultimate, this is going to be the first test that the NFL will see for this season.
0: Yeah, we just, we really hope it doesn't spread throughout the NFL.
1: Especially in Chicago when many of us are, have been enjoying the Bears at 2-0. and Yeah, and even with that injury report going back into that game, we have Julio Jones. I don't know if he's going to play for for Atlanta, which will definitely help out the Bears. and. Matt Ryan's going to be down as two, possibly down as two starting tackles. And that's going to be scary having backups go against arguably, I think, one of the best pass rushes in the NFL on either side with Robert Quinn and Khalil Mack. We saw last week against the Giants. That pass rush is going to work. All of them giving trouble to Daniel Jones. Robert Quinn forced a fumble on the strip sack and Khalil Mack recovered it. The one thing yeah. that I'm annoyed with uh, the NFL refereeing with Khalil Mack we've seen him multiple times get held and nobody's calling the holding calls we're not seeing him be the dominant force that he once was in 2018 because offensive lines enough figured out how to neutralize him hold him almost every play and refs aren't calling it every play you need to call it stop it like that's what I've always said the only way to stop Khalil Mack or any great pass rusher is from time to time hold them you got to make that sacrifice sometimes
0: Right, right. Yeah.
1: And even Julio Jones, I don't know what's wrong with him. I think, it, I forget what injury he has, but he's questionable for tomorrow. We have Devontae Adams for the Packers. He's listed as doubtful after not practicing this week. James White is out, not because of an injury, but he's still grieving over the loss of his father. So yeah. he's out Sunday for New England, and that takes away one of their best, their best pass catcher out of the backfield. And I will probably see Sony Michelle and Burkhead get some more usage yes. as pass yeah. catchers.
0: Yeah, Sammy Watkins is also a significant one, too.
1: Yeah. But the thing with uh, Kansas City, they still have Nicole Hardman. You got Travis Kelsey, you got Tyree Kill, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire. He's taking the NFL by storm. I give yes, it to he him. Is. that. He was great at LSU during their championship run. I didn't think that. I thought it would take some time before we'd start to see him as possibly rookie of the year. I thought he could win rookie of the year easily with Joe Burrow. No offense to Joe. I think he's good. But I honestly said, if any of the quarterbacks were to win heading into this season with, uh, I guess, uh, rookie of the year, I was going to go with Justin Herbert just because of the weapons that he has with Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler, Mike Williams, and even Hunter Henry, just because of the weapons he had Then I'd pick Burrow or Tua.
0: Yeah, Justin Herbert was really good. He was and good. That's
1: another crazy injury, even though he's not listed on the injury report. The team doctor punctured Tyrod Taylor's lung. I have never seen that happen. Like, you yeah, are a no. medical licensed physician. How did you miss his ribs and accidentally puncture his lung? I, know I, I don't know. I didn't actually do it but that was one of the craziest stories I have ever read in my time of watching football and stuff.
0: Yes. Yes. It's a, it's a very insane story.
1: Yeah. You're a medical licensed professional looking at a professional sports player and how do you accidentally puncture his lung? I know he didn't intentionally do it, but still how do you miss his ribs when you were giving him
0: the painkiller shot? Yeah, that's a, that's a very rough one too. For sure trying to
1: read if any other guys catch my attention. Wait, wait. I think I saw something with A.J. Green here. I think it was down a little bit. I, I don't know. I saw something with A.J. Green. I don't remember.
0: Yeah, there's something. Oh.
1: Oh, it's not uh, A.J. Green, the wide receiver on the Bengals. No, it's the
0: cornerback.
1: Hmm. Desmond Trufant for Detroit is out. That's definitely going to hurt them when you have a rookie. Yes on DeAndre Hopkins, and then you have on the other side, you have Christian Kirk and even Larry Fitzgerald, another journeyman. Another journeyman just playing in the NFL, proving that
0: age doesn't mean anything. Right, right. Is there anything else you want to talk about with the injury report? I don't think so.
1: Wait, hold on. I mean, Wait, Quinn and Williams? Say, Wait, hold on. Yeah. I just saw something with Quinn and Williams on New York. Wrong with him?
0: Where is Quinn?
1: Quinn Williams. I think Quinn. he's a little bit, a little bit more down. Yeah, here he is. Uh, New York Jets uh, defensive lineman. Oh, they weren't fine for oh, their yeah, hit on uh, yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo.
0: Yeah. Well. That's another game. Hopefully, guy. Uh, the injured players get better as soon as possible, and we wish we wish them a very speedy recovery. Yep, especially for the 49ers with all their injuries. I mean,
1: that's the NFC champion. And look at them. Nick Bosa and Solomon Thomas are done for the year. They decided to trade DeForest Buckner because they couldn't afford a contract extension, so they shipped him to Indianapolis. You have no, you have your quarterbacks out. Even George Kittle is out this coming week. Yeah. That's a lot of weapons. Yeah. And We were hoping to see once again, like last year, the 49ers in Seattle who would battle out for the NFC West. And even though we are not going to talk about this with the topic, I think Russell Wilson's MVP right now, my MVP, I would vote right now. If the season ended right now, Russell Wilson's my MVP. I think finally he will win his first MVP award. He's proven Mm -hmm. it enough to be better than Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson this season with having arguably one of the worst offensive lines. I've always said that Russ at some point will prove his greatness because people forget he does not play again behind one of the best offensive lines. He arguably plays against one of the plays with one of the worst offensive lines in the NFL, and he still finds ways to get it done. And they've abandoned that pass that run first offense. Like sure. It's, it's worked for years, but now look at Russ. It's looking like his 2017 form where He didn't have Chris Carson. Chris Carson was an up-and-coming back. He had Thomas Rawls, Mike Davis. He had a backs-by-committee system running the ball first. That season, he was their leading rusher with almost 600 yards in 2017. And Russ didn't win MVP that year. That was just – I thought that was the year he would finally win MVP. Even last year, we saw him – he didn't throw his first interception until week six of last year and threw 12 straight touchdowns before he finally threw his first interception of the year, which I did think was a bad read, and Peters on the Ravens just took it. That was a pick six no matter what. It was a bad read. He thought he had locked it wide open on the dump off, but he threw it off his back foot and gave time for Peters to jump the route and take it back for a touchdown. But I think this year we're finally going to see Russ win his first MVP award of his illustrious and Hall of Fame career.
0: Yeah, I I would say Russ wins MVP too.
1: Yeah, especially with now, even that defense. Like, that defense has gotten better. Like, sure, they don't have Jadavion Clowney anymore. But New York got rid of Jamal Adams and shipped him to Seattle. And look at him. He's happy in Seattle because now he's in a winning culture where Pete Carroll has built a winning culture of we want to win. And playing, I think we are seeing the second coming of the Legion of Boom. We got Shaquem Griffin, you got Bobby Wagner, KJ Wright, Jamal Adams. I think it's the second coming of the Legion of Boom.
0: Yeah. Agreed. Do you think is there there's is, do you think there's anything else to discuss with the injury report or no? All right. Uh, now let's get into let's preview the upcoming games for Sunday and Monday. I gotta find uh week three. Don't worry. Take your time. All right. What do you think – who do you think wins the Texans-Steelers matchup?
1: Oh, I definitely got to go with Pittsburgh. Arguably yeah. the best defense in the NFL. Big Ben is back to his form. Many were worried about that elbow injury last year. James Conner, after having a horrible week one against a pretty bad Gi- Giants defense, breaks for over 100 yards. I think James Conner finally getting back into his flow into the groove after an injury-rated season last year. And Houston, I don't know what Bill Bill O'Brien is thinking shipping Hopkins. He has made yeah, some unquestionable trades
0: for the year as a GM. Yeah, I don't understand that move either. Because DeAndre Hopkins was a really, really solid target for Deshaun Watson.
1: Yes, and we're seeing Watson struggle where he has Brandon Cooks as his number one receiver. He has Randall Cobb, Brandon Cooks, Will Fuller, Jordan Aikens, there's no DeAndre Hopkins anymore. Sure, he's got Duke Johnson out of the backfield to add to the weapons, but they are no DeAndre Hopkins, nor are they a replacement for DeAndre Hopkins, where he could get a big-bodied receiver to jump over guys and can has speed to beat guys down the sideline for the jump ball. But sure, you got a bunch of speedy receivers like Will Fuller over the middle, but they're no DeAndre Hopkins. Especially we've seen that defense struggle. They're no longer a once dominant force anymore. Ever since also again last year, another questionable trade shipping to Davion Clowney for a second round pick to Seattle. Right. You can't pick Houston. No way they're gonna win this game. Pittsburgh at yes.
0: home. Yeah, Steelers will Steelers will win this game. Yeah.
1: Now, next up is the Bengals and the Eagles. Yes. Both teams are struggling, but I got to give it to the Eagles. I think this is a game Carson Wentz gets back into his groove, playing a pretty bad Eagle, Bengals defense. Deshaun Jackson, I think, will break off some big runs. Miles Sanders will be fully healthy for this week. He had a great week last week, but then he'll be even healthier this week. Sorry, Joe. Looks like you're not going to get your first win this week. Maybe maybe next week.
0: Right. I got, I got the Eagles for this one also. Hmm. What about the 49ers versus the Giants?
1: This is honestly, for me, a tough one. Because honestly, on paper, the 49ers are the better team. But like we mentioned, all those injuries, I may go with the upset in this one. I'm going with the, I'm going with the Giants. I think Daniel Jones will take advantage of an injury injury riddled team. And now he has a week to prepare without Saquon. And look, now he has Devontae Freeman, who will be a good replacement. For Saquon for this year, instead of relying on Deion Lewis and Wayne Gallman, he has Devontae Freeman. He has Golden Tate, possibly Sterling Shepard may play. I don't know how bad his injury was last week against the Bears. He has Evan Ingram. I'm going with the upset. I'm picking the Giants.
0: I, I will pick the 49ers on this one.
1: Perfectly understandable. We've seen Nick Mullins win some games. but it's just He's down a lot of weapons. George yeah. Kittle's even out. I'm just going to go with, like, even though, sure, New York doesn't have Saquon, but they at least have help, more healthy weapons than the 49ers. Right. What about
0: the Raiders versus the Patriots?
1: This is honestly another another toss-up, because on one hand, we've mentioned about the Raiders. They look great this year. So yeah, is New England with Cam Newton under center. But I think I got to go with New England. I think Bill Belichick finds a way to beat the Raiders and John Gruden. I think Cam Newton has another big game. I got to go with Cam and New England.
0: Yeah, I got to go with the Patriots also. All right. Now, what about the Titans versus the Vikings? (laughs) This one's an easy one. I
1: think this is the week we see Derrick Henry finally get back into the groove of why the reason they call him King Henry – I think he's going to run all, all over that defense. I think what's going to help him is he's going to have his handcuffed Darrington Evans healthy for the first time all year. That'll definitely help him to get off the field in certain situations. And the Vikings are one of the worst run defenses this year because they let Laval Joseph and Everson Griffin walk in free agency. Anthony Barr is done for the year. Yeah. That team is riddled with injuries, and teams are figuring out we can run against this defense. And we saw Kirk Cousins last week throw
0: three picks. I'm yeah. picking Tennessee and Derrick Henry. Yeah, I'm I'm also picking Tennessee on this one. Now, what about the football team versus the Browns? And the Washington football team. Yeah.
1: That one yeah. is definitely hard to remember. I still think of them by their by their original name. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, we saw Washington give fits to Carson Wentz last week. Last week, it was just amazing. They were able to apply great pass rush. They got a nice young defense with Ryan Kerrigan, Chase Young, Dwayne Haskins is starting to look better. Oh, no, no, that was week one. Last week, they played Arizona. We saw them give Carson Wentz fits and were even able to turn the ball over twice to him. And we've seen Baker Mayfield. He has not had a good season ever since his first year as a starting quarterback. We took the league by storm. And setting the record that was broken last year. That was broken for most touchdowns by a rookie quarterback throwing. I'm going with the Washington football team. I think they're gonna get fits to Baker Mayfield. I think it's gonna be the same thing like Carson Wentz, find ways to apply pressure to him, get get him uncomfortable, force a couple turnovers. I think this one's a close one. I'm gonna pick like a twenty, I'm gonna say a twenty to seventeen win for the Washington football team.
0: Yeah, I think the Washington football team takes this one, too. All right, now let's talk about the Rams versus the Bills. Hmm.
1: This is going to be another fun one. We got the Rams of L.A. coming into Buffalo. Buffalo will be without Zach Moss. I think this is a game possibly we could see Devin Singletary finally prove why you spent a fifth-round pick on him to replace Frank Gore last year. I think he gets back into his mojo. He's going to take advantage of this situation. Like the Rams, surprisingly, with a great up front of Leonard Floyd, Aaron Donald, that's a good pass rush. They've, been, they've had a tough time stopping the run. And Josh Allen with his legs, especially even with Devin Singletary, they could set up the run. Josh Allen is not afraid to run. I think Josh Allen has another great game, another big game. I think Devin Singletary finds pay dirt for the first time this year. He'll find the end zone. I'm going with Buffalo at home.
0: Yeah, Buffalo should take this one too. All right, now what about the Bears versus the Falcons?
1: Okay, I know I'm from Chicago and I know my bias is going to come in a little bit, but here's the reason why my bias comes in. Atlanta, we've seen them lose two straight heartbreakers to start this year. That defense is just getting killed by the deep ball. They're getting hit by everything. They just can't maintain a lead. And the Bears' defense with Khalil Mack and Robert Quinn, especially like we mentioned earlier, Atlanta may be without Julio Jones. And the tackles. So two backup tackles are going to have to be blocking Robert Quinn and Khalil Mack, who I think are two of the best pass rushers in the league right now. as the best tandem of pass rushers in the NFL. I think i got to go with the Bears on this one. Yeah, Just yeah because the Bears the will injuries. take this one.
0: Yeah, the Bears, so we're going to take this one. All right. What about the Panthers versus the Chargers? Well, I think we're going to see Justin Herbert
1: start another game. Uh, Panthers are without Christian McCaffrey. I think I got to go. I think Justin Herbert gets his first win of the year. He lost a heartbreaker. Harrison Bucker last week hits two 58-yard field goals. One was one was icing the kicker. The yeah. other was for the win and gets carried carried off the field by his teammates in overtime. I think Justin Herbert gets his first win this week and will be the first rookie quarterback to get a win in 2020. I'm going with Justin Herbert and the Chargers.
0: Yeah, I'm going with the Chargers also.
1: All right, what about the Jets versus the Colts? Oh, this one's a no-brainer. Phillip Rivers and the Colts, just because I don't know what Adam Gage is doing in New York. He's another – they're another organization that questioned what they were doing. Jamal Adams is frustrated with this – situation New York and he apparently said before he loved it in New York City playing for the Jets and you ship him to Seattle you have no Le'Veon Bell your wide receiver one is going to be Chris Hogan Rashad Perryman and Jamison Crowder probably not going to play tomorrow I'm going with the Colts
0: yeah yeah the Colts will take this one too all right now what about the Cowboys versus the Seahawks honestly, I think we could see another high-scoring
1: game for Seattle, especially Dallas. Dallas played a great game last week. We saw Dak Prescott run in three touchdowns, which was unbelievable. Russ threw four touchdowns or four or five touchdowns to five different receivers on Sunday night and beat. And the defense made a great goal line stand to end that game. I think Zeke will have a pretty good game on the ground, but I'm ultimately – I got to go with Russ. Russ in Seattle. Even though there's no twelfth man anymore, that defense is better. I think they are better than last year's team with Davion Clowney. Just because of the presence of Jamal Adams, they can now take away the take away the deep ball with Jamal Adams as a hard hitting safety in the on the deep ball as well as
0: playing great coverage. I got to go with Seattle. I'll go. I'll go with the Cowboys on this one. I think they win.
1: That's a good. One. I can, I, can, I understand that. I mean, sure, they got great weapons. You got CeeDee Lamb, you got Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup. You got a good offense. I just picked Seattle just because of their injuries on the defensive side with Leighton Vanderish, sadly, once again, hurt again. Yeah.
0: All right. What about the Buccaneers versus the Broncos? <laughs> well, Denver.
1: I'm sorry for Denver. This was not yeah. supposed to happen. You were not supposed to lose Von Miller, Von Miller right before the season was supposed to begin, and then sadly you lose him for the for the rest of the year. Last week we saw Drew Lock yeah, down with a shoulder injury, and now you're either going to start Blaine Gabbard or Jeff Driscoll. I got to go with Tom Brady and and Tampa Bay. I think I think they found a new tangent of running backs with. Fournette being the change of pace back. It's been working last week. You got Mike Evans. You got a healthy Chris Godwin. We just need to figure out, can Brady and Gronk form that connection they once had in New England? Yeah. We're just waiting for the day, the Brady and Gronk connection for a touchdown. I think I got to go with Tampa Bay on the road against Denver.
0: Yeah. Tampa Bay wins this one too, for sure. All right. What about the Lions versus the Cardinals?
1: Well, honestly... As a Bears fan, I think the Lions should be one and one right now if it wasn't for the drop on week one by DeAndre Swift. All Bears fans were thankful he dropped that pass. But Detroit should have won that game. Kyler Murray's having a great sophomore campaign. What's really helping him is the addition of DeAndre Hopkins, which we mentioned earlier. That defense is still pretty good with Todd Bowles calling the shots of the defense with Chandler Jones. You got a nice little secondary. I don't think this. there's an upset that happens. I think Kyler Murray and the Cardinals win easily. Yeah, I think the Cardinals win that one too. I think if maybe Kenny Galladay is healthy for Detroit for the first time this year, I think they'll make it close. But I still say, I think, I would say 31 to 24, maybe 31 to 27. I think it's a close win. I think the Lions give it, all, give it their all. But ultimately, Kyler Murray
0: comes out on top. Right, right. Now, what about the Packers versus the Saints? Well, Green Bay has looked
1: pretty good this year, but they're going to be probably playing without Devontae Adams, who's arguably their only weapon on that of their wide receiver core. They were supposed to have Devin Funches, who opted out for the season because of COVID-19 concerns. Yeah. And we may not even see him suit up for Sunday night football. I think Drew Brees bounces back from a fluke on Monday night against – against the las vegas raiders even without michael thomas i think he figures it out this week he's hoping michael thomas will be back next week well drew you're getting a win on sunday night football over the packers in the superdome
0: yeah i think the saints win that one too now what about the chiefs versus the ravens oh this is going to be a fun one yes this was supposed to
1: be the afc championship game last year but we all know what happened Derrick Henry runs all over that great Ravens defense in the divisional round and throws a touchdown pass to Corey Davis on the goal line. This was the AFC championship game that we've been waiting for. And look, we get in week three of the 2020 season on Monday Night Football. Yes. We got two great great young quarterbacks in Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes. We got two different philosophies of – the Ravens being a run first offense and a triple option as well as the option. We got the Chiefs who are mainly out of the shotgun, a couple under center plays with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I think this one is going to be, I think we may see something like in 2018 when we saw a shootout on Monday Night Football at the LA Coliseum between the Rams and the Chiefs. I think it's going to be a shootout, but I'm going to go with the Chiefs. They win in, in a gunsling battle. I'm going to go with the Ravens on this one. Hmm. Interesting pick, but I do, I do understand that. I just picked, I picked Kansas city just because of the sheer of Patrick Mahomes. Don't get me wrong. Lamar Jackson is the second best quarterback behind Patrick Mahomes right now at the moment. But right now it's looking like Russ is the best quarterback in the NFL at the, when the season so far throughout this 2020 COVID-19 season. But just because even – sure, Sammy Watkins isn't going to play. Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Nicole Hardman, even with Sammy down, that is still a great number of weapons. I just can't pick Kansas City. I just can't pick against Kansas City, even if they're on the road at Baltimore.
0: Right, right.
1: Do you have anything else to say about the – No, I think we're just in for another fun week of football gonna be a yeah. fun one. Yeah. Just sit on your couch, glued to your TV from twelve o'clock once from the noon kickoffs until the end of Sunday night at about ten thirty, eleven o'clock. Right. We'll have some fun. Right. It's fun on Sundays, especially with the football season. So what there are no fans in most of the stadiums. We're still having fun watching our favorite teams play. And yeah. they're having fun too playing the game that they love.
0: Yeah. Now it's – now we should talk about the death of Gale Sayers, which is so tragic. Yes. Sadly, he
1: was one of those great players. He was supposed to be one of the great – and I still think he is one of the greatest backs to ever play the game of football. If it weren't for the injuries, we've seen guys like Ernie Davis, the Orange Express, who made, who I saw his, his film that on free on Amazon Prime throughout this COVID-19 pandemic. During my time staying at home, I enjoyed that film. we seen guys like him, never got their shot to prove who they actually were, sadly passed away. And we saw a guy like Gale Sayers. He could never stay healthy. We saw him when he was healthy. He was able to put up great numbers. But yeah. sadly, he's one of those stories. What if? What if he was able to stay healthy? But even then, he deserved to be in the Hall of Fame. He deserved to have his jersey retired by the Chicago Bears. He was the first great back for Chicago before – before Walter, and then came Walter Payton. Yeah. A great individual, great player, just on and off the field. I'm pretty sure when he first entered heaven, Walter and Hallis were there waiting for him. May you rest in peace. Yes. Your, Your legacy for what you did for Chicago. Many of us will always thank you for your time in Chicago, for what you did on and off the field. You deserve to make the Hall of Fame, Gail Sayers. Yes, and he rest in peace. You deserve to yeah. live longer. Sadly, he succumbed to cancer, cancer, but he put up a great fight. He put up a great fight. Any any person that tragically passes from cancer, I always say they didn't lose the fight; they won the fight. They didn't give up until the bitter end. You're and especially right. a person like him, he never gave up. Yeah. May he rest in peace,
0: yeah, may he rest in peace Thoughts and prayers are with the family,
1: definitely, and I think another thing I think, like since we were going to talk about earlier, since we're on the tragic tragedy tragic deaths James White and his father, yeah, I was watching that Sunday night game, some of those stories that he was very close with his father. I can never imagine somebody like him who loses his father, who probably should be in his life for another 20, 30 years, sadly, tragically loses his, lost his life in a car accident and his mom right now fighting for his, for her life in the hospital. That is just not the news that you want to hear before kickoff.
0: Right. Yeah. Very.
1: Even with me, something like that, if that ever happens, I completely understand for any athlete to sit out that game, to get their head straight. My thoughts and prayers are with James and his family. I just thought it was great, all the outpouring and support for him throughout social media and stuff. Competitors, his old teammates like Brady, Edelman, Julian Edelman was praying for him. Even Russ. Even Russ went to Twitter and said, I'm here for you, brother. That just shows how powerful the game of football or any sport can be through a tragedy they can come together and rally around the person which I think is one of the great aspects that we have with any sport when a tragedy strikes they rally together and bring everybody raise everybody up to a higher level James right. my thoughts and prayers are with your family I hope your mom I hope your mom turns out to be all right and I'm sorry that your father had to lose his life that way
0: yeah thoughts and prayers are with the family as well uh, hopefully uh, James White's mother um, gets healthier and gets all right so
1: yeah he we hope that we take hope all the, the time he take all the time you need James I know New England fans they'll let you have all the time that you need to, to get your mind right and when you come back they'll all they'll all be there for you. That entire organization, all the fan base, even though the fans can't be in the stadium and show their support for you and your family, they'll figure out other ways to show it.
0: Yeah. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, Mr. White. Yes. All right. Um, I think that's all we have to talk about for this episode. Thank you, man. Take care. Have a good one. You too. Thank you.